0: This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 AM, also heard on 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. In a few minutes, we'll welcome Jason Bonifidi of the Office of Special Events to talk about next weekend's Tulip Festival. We begin with constituent questions from Mayor Sheehan. First question comes from Nicholas, who says, Mayor Sheehan, I'm just a regular resident of the city of Albany. I saw a few comments you'd made a few years ago regarding trying to get Verizon Fios in the city proper. There also, I believe, was something in the council recently about the possibility of municipal broadband in the city. I'm wondering if there were any plans to continue trying to convince Verizon to service the city, or if any possibility of the city itself providing fiber Internet service to residents Frankly, I'd prefer to see a municipal city-run fiber, fiber network instead of Fios. Whereas Verizon only cares about profit, a municipal system would have to only worry about paying for itself and maintenance long-term. I think that would be a better option. But I think one thing is for sure, if the cities to continue looking to redevelop, become a truly 21st century city, high-speed uh, Internet will be a must. What do you say to Nicholas's question?
1: Well, I agree with his last statement. We need to make sure that we remain on the leading edge of uh, both high speed and what that means because the speeds just get faster and faster. And then also the digital divide that we see. We cannot uh, leave out an entire portion of our population from uh, access to internet services and so it has to be affordable so we have a um, consultant that is working on this we brought together a group of people who are really passionate about broadband in the city all volunteers um, really from every spectrum of the city you know people who are looking to make sure that we can attract high tech businesses and people really concerned about our students and so that work is being done and we're looking at what the options are I can understand the benefit of looking to do it as a municipality one of the things I get concerned about though is that boy you know Mm -hmm. we know technology changes really rapidly and so Um, You know, before we're going to invest taxpayer dollars, I think we really have to look at what the landscape is like. I continue to urge Fios uh, and Verizon to not redline the city. It is very frustrating. They have not delivered on their promise that they made in New York State. Um, And we, uh, you know, continue to be frustrated um, that they have not made the investment in cities like Albany, in New York City even, doing the things that they uh, indicated that they would do. Uh, in New York State.
0: Another question: A neighbor told me that the city of Albany writes a constituent gives out free poles to go fishing. Where do I go to pick them up, and how long can I take them out? Is this true?
1: Well, isn't that a great idea? <laughs> well, so the the city itself does not give out the free poles, but the wonderful Albany Public Library, uh, which is uh, you know really a treasure here in Albany, um, does allow people to check out fishing poles from their Washington Avenue branch. So if you go to the the main branch of the Albany Public Library, you can uh, check out a pole. If you want to call just to make sure that there's going to be one there, the number is 427-4300. All you have to have is a library card and provide your own bait, and you'll be off to uh, the races. A great place to fish is a place that we uh, stocked. Uh, earlier in the week, oh, yeah. at, out at Six Mile Waterworks, the DEC stocked that with 2,000 trout. They looked good. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of fish out there, and I'll tell you, it was pouring rain, and there were dozens of people there excited to kick off fishing at Six Mile Waterworks.
0: Yeah, I saw that picture. That was something. <laughs> and fishermen are not easily deterred.
1: Absolutely, and they were fisher people of all ages. That's true. Fisher so. people. Sorry
0: <laughs> so. Now let's go to some stories uh, in the news. Riverside improvements. You, Mayor, have announced a multi-million dollar proposal for major pedestrian and cycling improvements at the newly renamed Corning Riverside Park, formerly the Corning Preserve. Corning Riverside Park along the Hudson River. What's being done?
1: Well, this is a... Uh Very large grant that we got from uh, the Department of Transportation. Uh, And so it had to be geared at transportation improvements. But, you know, again, I got to give a shout out to Governor Cuomo in that he recognizes that while we do need to rebuild our roads and bridges and make sure that we have a strong infrastructure that bike infrastructure is a piece of that and that we have to look at the transportation infrastructure for all users and so we are creating a new bike path uh, along the riverfront we are slowing down traffic along quay street providing additional parking i hear all the time particularly people um, who you know use a walker or wheelchair getting down to the riverfront Mm -hmm. is difficult we're uh improving the pedestrian crossings um into the riverfront so it's really all uh focused on making sure that we are uh providing and highlighting access down to the hudson river
0: how much will it cost how will it be paid for
1: it's a uh, five million dollar project the the city had to put up uh one million of that uh the the dot said we'll match uh four dollars for every one of your dollars and so uh you know this is uh, a great uh, i i really commend the common council for recognizing that this was money that should be bonded so that we could make these improvements and uh, get this work underway.
0: What will happen to Alive at Five?
1: So we are currently in the process of finalizing a, um, uh, a, a an alternative location for Alive at Five. Um, as we are doing the improvements down there, it's just going to be too much of a mess to be able to mm-hmm. have Alive at Five, but we have some really good alternatives, and it, Alive at Five will go on.
0: Okay. Another topic in the news, diversity, Times Union story this week reported that racial diversity in local government hiring in our area needs improvement. The analysis showing that minorities in Schenectady, Troy, and Albany were significantly underrepresented in their city governments. However, the story did note that minority hiring is rising in Albany. What do you uh, uh, attribute that to?
1: well you know I, I I think we have to all do better in uh, in our in our hiring of minorities and making sure that our workforce reflects our community. One of the issues that I had with the story, though, is that, you know, we know that our minority populations are concentrated in our cities, and the cities have very high percentages of minorities in our workforces compared to the surrounding suburbs. So I think that we need to make sure that we're sending a message that African Americans can cross municipal lines and work in other communities. And it just really seemed to, if you looked at the chart, Seem to indicate that if you were a predominantly white city, it was okay to have an all white workforce. Um, and, and I think when you look at Albany County being 17% minority that every municipality in the county should be aspiring to have minority representation. But I'm very proud of the fact that uh, you know the we've had 54 hires uh, of new employees since 2015, and 44% of those new hires were black or Hispanic, uh, which is higher than the proportion of um, minorities in the City of Albany population. So under my leadership, we are making strides. We're moving forward. We need to do more. We particularly need to do more with police and fire. Um, you know, when you take out police and fire and you look at the Albany workforce, we actually are very, very close to matching the city population. We need to do better with police and fire.
0: And uh, there recently was a new class of firefighters, not one of them a minority, uh, And but, but you had a specific uh, thought uh, yeah, after that.
1: Yes, I've asked our Civil Service Commission to come up with alternatives. You know, there are communities that are have looked at and have been successful in diversifying their police and fire departments um, by taking a hard look at the civil service exam, for example. I know in Rochester, um, they tossed the state exam. They said that this does not reflect um, what we want our police and firefighters to know. Um, and so they went down a different path. And so we, and, and they have succeeded in, in moving forward with additional diversity in that, in those departments. So we need to think outside the box. Um, the test has been, uh, a, a huge barrier to us being able to diversify. And we need to take a hard look at, at what we can do to, to change that.
0: In just a few minutes, we'll be talking about next weekend's Tulip Festival, but now a story that a lot of people in Albany relate to. It's the latest on Nipper. Senator Chuck Schumer came to town, the U.S. Senator came to town the other day to help protect Nipper. What is Nipper, Mayor, and why is Nipper important to Albany?
1: Well, as most uh, people in the region know, Nipper is the RCA dog that has been guarding the city for many years now. And the building that Nipper sits on is uh, in the process of being sold. Uh, and the project that has been proposed for that site is a very large project, uh, You know, potentially $70 million investment. And we want the developer to be able to take advantage of historic tax credits. And so we, we need to make sure that the building is listed um, and that it gets the protection that it needs for that project to move forward.
0: And this is the building on Broadway in what they sometimes call the warehouse district.
1: that's right, and we're seeing tremendous investment in that warehouse district. We recently um adopted new zoning that allows an expansion of the number of uses in the warehouse district, and so it's a really exciting project and uh you know, we're looking forward to making sure that Nipper watches over the city for many, many more years to come.
0: And as the uh, Tulip Festival gets nearer, we have a story on the Dutch connection to Albany. This is Nijmegen, a World War Two era Dutch film missing for six decades, uh, has been found. It's a cinematic thank you to Albany citizens for sending a shipload of relief supplies to the war-ravaged city of Nijmegen in the Netherlands, and then... They uh, kind of had a city-to-city relationship for a time. A private collector has found this film... I understand also you recently had a Dutch visitor to the city.
1: We did. We did. And so we're really working to ensure that we are reaching out and using all resources that can help to highlight the Dutch heritage that we have here in the city of Albany and our Dutch roots as well as the broader region. And that is a a great segue to our wonderful (laughs) Tulip Festival um, because, again, it's about building those linkages and uh, we really think that there's an interest in uh, the Netherlands uh, in highlighting the connections of uh, the history here in Albany back to the Netherlands, and so I, I'm excited about what, what we have uh, coming down the pike at the Tulip uh, Festival. I'll, I'll give a little uh, preview uh, on the Friday um, we where we scrub the streets and mm-hmm. then everybody processes to the Tulip Luncheon. There's going to be something new for people to see on State Street. And I'm very excited about it, and it's directly related to our Dutch heritage.
0: Joining us, as always, the mayor of Albany, Kathy Sheehan. And now we welcome Jason Bonafide of the Office of Special Events and Cultural Affairs to preview next weekend's Tulip Festival. But uh, before we went to to break... um, uh, Mayor, you kind of teased us, as, they, as we do in the media business, <laughs> with something new at the scrubbing of the streets. Are you going to unveil that, or is that going to be a secret until next well, week? Well, it,
1: it, it will be a secret until next week, but I encourage everybody to, uh, if they come to the street scrubbing, to keep their eyes on State Street. We'll direct you where to go, and um, it's a, just a little preview of, of things to come in how we are trying to capture and highlight our wonderful, rich history in the city of Albany.
0: Again, uh, Jason Bonifidi joins us now. He's been with the city, I believe, about nine years in uh, the office of S- uh, special events. What are some of the highlights of the twenty sixteen Tulip Festival?
2: Well, uh, as the mayor mentioned, we kick off with our street scrubbing on May sixth. Uh, it's a, a beautiful traditional event that actually harkens back to our Dutch heritage. It's something that was it's a it's a traditional uh, mm. way to kick off a big ceremony in the Netherlands, and it's been practiced for hundreds of years. And we're happy to incorporate that as our uh, kickoff ceremony for the Tulip Fest. So that'll uh, start things off on Friday, May 6th. And then we open up Washington Park to vendors, live music, kids' activities, uh, all, all nature of fun, locally-centered uh, things on Saturday and Sunday, May 7th and 8th. So the, the festival itself will run from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's all free. We have all all sorts of great stuff for people to check out.
0: And uh, we're really looking forward to uh, getting into the 68th year of this event. And as you say, it it takes place at Washington Park um, both uh, days of the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, with live entertainment. I mean, that's one of the big features on, was it three stages? Absolutely, yeah. So we
2: have our main stage at the Washington Park Parade Grounds. And uh, we're going to be welcoming the band Langhorne Slim to headline on Saturday. They're uh, a well, well-known well festival favorite band. Uh, they've been featured on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, David Letterman. Uh, they have a, a great new album out, so we're excited to have mm-hmm. them on board. And then on Sunday, uh, we will have uh, Jonathan Edwards, who is actually a favorite here on Magic 590, a, a great uh, folk artist mm-hmm. who's got about 40 years of wonderful music in his, uh, in his bag. So mm-hmm. he'll be our headliner on Sunday. Uh, another thing we're very excited about this year is that each stage of the Tulip Festival will host local artists for the first time in many years. So we'll have uh, local acts on both the main stage and our local 518 stage at the Washington Park Amphitheater. Uh, that's a, a fully uh, local-based stage, so it'll be completely Capital Region artists at the Lake House stage all day on Saturday and Sunday. And we also have a kids' zone stage, which hosts family-friendly entertainment in our popular kids' zone area.
0: Yeah, it's something specifically for the kids. Absolutely. So we'll have
2: everything on that stage, from magicians to uh, the Music Mobile, who's uh, a local uh, favorite community yeah. uh, community organization. Uh, Ruth Pelham from Mil- Music Mobile right. will be performing. Uh, we'll also have a performance from Art Partners, which is a local dance company, and uh, the Park Playhouse. So we're really. Uh, going uh, really going above and beyond with featuring local organizations and uh, kind of shining a, a light on the community uh, so people can take something away from the Tulip Festival and maybe go out and support some of these organizations in their day-to-day.
0: And how are the tulips? 140,000 tulips? Forty
2: 140, thousand. yeah. We, uh, our city gardener, Jess Morgan, does a wonderful job every year. She's got a very small crew, and they, they work really hard, basically year-round, to make this happen. Uh, So one message that Jess did ask us to pass along is that the peak of the tulips will actually be this this weekend. So it would probably be a great idea to stop down this weekend just to view the tulips and see them kind of at their height. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll still be in great shape for next weekend at the Tulip Fest, but it would be a good idea to take a couple trips just to sort of see the progression.
0: Now, Mayor Sheehan, uh, this uh, festival started in the administration of Erastus Corning uh, when his administration wasn't that old back in 1949. So what are your thoughts on the Tulip Festival?
1: Well, you know, it is uh, just some an opportunity for us to really celebrate the beginning of spring uh, when you look at all of the different events and how it has transformed I think we've gotten it to a place where, you know, not only do we have great food and great entertainment, um, but there is uh, this year a fine arts component. Um, and so there's an opportunity if you're interested, um, the uh, Albany Center Gallery, and maybe Jason can talk a little bit more about what they're going to be doing because it's really a cool project. Um, but, you know, really, truly something for everyone except, except, for us dog lovers, we need to leave our dogs at home. Oh, really? Huh? <laughs> yes, oh, it. You goodness. know, it has grown so much, and we have such great crowds there that uh, we do ask people to leave their dogs at home because you know you've got everything from you know people pushing strollers to people with walkers to you know all kinds and everything in between, and so. Um. That, that's our uh, one our our one rule. <laughs>
0: and and part, pardon me, for, is it? O, what's the name? Odell. Odell, yes. You know, Odell, Odell will be at home. That's he will be
1: at home. Dog. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, uh, Jason, what about more on that uh, fine arts program? Yeah,
2: we're excited to work with Albany Center Gallery for the first time on this project this year. Uh, on Saturday, they're going to be hosting the Albany Center Gallery Live Art Tent, and they'll have a number of local artists that will be painting a Dutch and tulip and Albany-inspired mural that the public can both watch come to life and participate in to to some degree. So we'll have that tent set up near our fine art show. So you can, you can visit a, a number of local artists and buy their work. And right nearby, we'll have that live art tent on Saturday. So you mm-hmm. can see some of our artists actually in the process of painting a, a
0: masterpiece. Very good. Once again, the Tulip Festival is a week from uh, this weekend, and you will be crowning, or maybe you mentioned this, and it went over my head, you have the uh, Tulip
2: Queen. We do, uh, and that's a tradition that dates right back to the beginning of the festival. It started as a more traditional beauty pageant, but it's turned into this wonderful literacy uh, program. These five girls uh, that are part of the Tulip Court Work together all year long on programs in our schools and with community organizations, and they really just do a, a lot of wonderful volunteer work throughout the community. So uh, we'll actually be announcing the finalists for the Tulip uh, for Tulip Queen uh, very shortly. So keep an eye on that, and uh, we'll crown our queen on Saturday at the Lake House stage at noon.
0: Okay, very good. We'll look forward to the uh, Tulip Festival, and it's uh, always held on a Mother's Day weekend. Which... It is, yes, and Mother's Day is a, a large component of the festival. Uh,
2: we always encourage people to come down and visit our craft vendors, to maybe pick up a last-minute gift for Mom, and we'll also crown our Mother of the Year on uh, the stage on Sunday. So we, uh, again, it's sort of like the Tulip Queen uh, uh, campaign where we select five of the most wonderful mothers in the oh. capital region, and one is crowned. Uh, Albany's Mother of the Year for 2016.
0: Sounds good. Well, thank you, Jason. Uh, let's continue. We have a few more minutes left on uh, Talk of the Town with uh, Mayor She and a few shout-outs here. I was going to bring this up last week. Uh, there was an online story uh, praising Albany's youth lacrosse team. Which apparently is very ethnically diverse, and that's unusual in the sport of lacrosse.
1: It really is. You know, lacrosse can be incredibly expensive, and people don't realize that there are real barriers to kids who live, uh, you know, in economically challenged neighborhoods to be able to participate. But there's been a real concerted effort under leadership that really spans across the city to expand lacrosse. Um, It is a sport that, um, you know, a lot of kids just really gravitate to. Once they start to play, they just Mm -hmm. don't want to stop. And so it is great this time of year when I'm driving through the city to see kids walking with their lacrosse sticks, you know, heading to the high school or to the middle school. And so the goal is to really build a robust program so that we can field both a JV and a high school uh, varsity boys and girls lacrosse teams. So, um, you know, again, I, I, if I started naming the people who are making this possible, I would leave people out. But mm-hmm, I, it's sure. it, it is it is happening because of the dedicated efforts of a number of people who really know that this is a sport that has been successful in keeping kids in school getting them focused on thinking beyond high school, um, you know, kids seeing themselves as college bound because they're playing the sport and wouldn't have thought of themselves that way had they not been exposed to it and had the opportunity to play.
0: Another uh, shout-out, and also in the news this week, uh, an immigrant center, uh, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, it's R-I-S-S-E, RISE, perhaps, is uh, rising from the ashes as the newspaper reported, after an unsolved suspicious fire in 2014 destroyed the Immigrant and Refugee Outreach Center in the Pine Hills neighborhood, but it's been rebuilt.
1: It has, and it is really just providing much-needed services. We have a growing refugee uh, population and community, um, and they are adding to the richness and the diversity of the city of Albany. And this is an opportunity for us to meet their needs for people who want to volunteer. Um, And it really provides all kinds of services, not just English as a second language, you know, English uh, learners services, but, you know, also just help in sort of navigating and understanding, uh, you know, everything from, You know what to do when you move to get your utilities turned on Mm -hmm. to advocating for your kids in school if they maybe have some special needs.